Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. It is March 22nd, and this is episode 130. Um, hi. It's a new week, which feels both cleansing and a relief and also deeply insulting (laughs) that just like the relentlessness of it that another Monday has the goal to sort of circle back and I haven't checked my email today um I make a habit of not checking it first thing in the morning um although I have already checked Instagram and then immediately noticed my cortisol levels spiking and feeling super late for like a thousand different things that truly no one least of all me has asked for um I've been thinking a lot about obviously um I've been thinking a lot about just all of the hardwiring that um I have as an Asian person and as an Asian woman and all of the sort of deep-seated patriarchal structures that dictate it that have gone uninterrogated for so long and who that benefits and I've been thinking about like I've been actually sending a lot of love out to and acknowledging and and hearing and seeing a lot of Asians who have found themselves in positions where they don't have an Asian network around them and for various reasons from anything like being adopted to um, being in a small town to marrying a white partner and then sort of integrating into their collective lives that that seemingly privileged um, sort of like not Asian exclusive spaces and even like if you do have Asian people in your life it can totally seem weird to out of nowhere you kind of feel like that white friend who's like scouring the rolodex and being like asian person how are you how are you you know even though you are an asian person it can feel super awkward and so i just have a lot of love and acknowledgement for that and um i just want to create an invitation also for any like regret or even shame or discomfort and like feelings of like self-betrayal or internalized racism that's coming up because I can only imagine how that layer makes everything that much more painful um and I also you know have a lot of love to Asian people having uncomfortable conversations um especially if they've had a history of much like myself, like being non-confrontational or people-pleasing or codependent in the way that um, you prioritize the needs of other people before yours. And for me, like historically, that's always been easier because, you know, it was a survival tool growing up in my home and it was definitely taught to me and it was really easier to gain self-esteem from being exacting and preemptive and nuanced around the needs of others um like priding myself on like buying like the exact perfect gift for someone or or the type of thoughtful comment where I would draw upon 
like such a fat folder of stuff that I had like remembered about you and I used to even find it a bit of a self compliment if you didn't remember that much about me <laughs> I'm like see that's how much more thoughtful I am than you and then it's only later until I get really angry <laughs> and then like inevitably have to cut that person off for being inconsiderate and let and not like me enough because I hold myself as like the best kind of friend and all of that was so much easier because I didn't know what I wanted and know what I liked and who I was and what my needs were and that was because you know through throughout my life for a lot of different reasons I think I'm like finding a lot of understanding around some of the race-based reasons and some of the sort of child of workaholic immigrant based reasons for that which is that I don't have access to a lot of memories because a lot of the spaces I was in when I was young younger and you know, they just felt really unsafe, you know, like we were latchkey children, there weren't, weren't grown-ups, or whenever there were grown-ups, they were like asleep or so, so tired and, or angry, and yeah, that's just sort of stuff I'm looking at, and you know, so I've been looking at this thing of like, why am I so non-confrontational, why do I struggle taking up space, like, you know like I have to like get my shoulders in there I gotta like really like wrestle in and and um create like take up space and like you know get what's what what my worth is and all of these things and I also just (laughs) I'm kind of like turning this like idea around in my head where I've been talking to my um, girlfriends, my Asian girlfriends in the group chat about this too, about like how I'm like, well, what is, what is the antidote? Like, what is the antidote to collectivism? What is the antidote to considering other people's before yours? Like, is being a bigger asshole the cure to this like self-denying, like, non-confrontational Asianism and you know my knee jerk is like yeah like do you you deserve this but then I also just don't want to measure my behavior patterns against literal fucking imperial colonial white people like you know it kind of reminded me of this situation where and unsurprisingly it's related to food because obviously I have an eating disorder and that's like my north star for most experiences but like you know it's like kind of like when people like think of a thought because they smell like a perfume or like hear a certain song from their childhood I have that with like meals (laughs) like everything is like dewy decimal categorized around meals but like I had this friend who every time we would go out to eat they would insist upon ordering a bottle of wine and i i'm not a big drinker unless i'm trying to black out and so like meal times i'm trying to black out on food so like the the wine i can pretty much take or leave but you know we would always split the cost of of the meal even though i you know had like half a glass of wine or something and then i was just like you know what fuck this because God forbid I, I sit there and appear cheap because that's also like so embarrassing coming from my culture where you're like nickel and diming the frickin' check, you know, like we historically just like throw punches in order to pay for everyone. 
something or like intercept the, the waiter and slip them the credit card on your way to the bathroom like as soon as you arrive at the restaurant like that's like my people and so I got to a point where I was just like you know what fuck it I'm gonna drink so much wine I am going to drink the wine I shall drink all the wine and obviously sometimes it would go pear-shaped and this person would be like great let's order a second bottle and I'd be like fuck you and I'd drink that wine and I'd be hammered and then that way I could feel as though I got my money's worth like I had taken up space I had you know done the thing until I realized I was just like this actually isn't working for me and similarly I've done that with people who are just so tight like exact change when the bill comes type people and like they'll order like the freaking market price seafood and I just know what's coming down the pike and they're ordering appetizers like one each and it's like oh let's get a blah blah for the table and you know like I say this as someone who isn't cheap but like you know I'm a I'm a writer I've been very 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 poor for very very long periods in my life with like no answer as to when I'm getting paid next and so like I've watched money and also like what who am I kidding like like this is like exactly the 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 household I grew up in but in terms of like being frugal like my parents wash saran wrap and like ziploc bags no longer have any like ziploc brand mark like markings on them because they've been used for four years but like you know and so I'd eat with the the, these people and I'd just be like ordering everything like nine desserts yes let's get this for you know just trying to outmatch them Until I realize that the cure for all of this is that I can just not have meals with these people. (laughs) And like, I don't know, the simplicity of that, like I, like on a gradient, right? It's like, I know I'm not willing to be like, well, you got this and I got this and carry the one, but I am kind of willing to just step away from these dynamics and in my most critical place where I'm like why can't you take up space I'm like you're a coward your non-confrontationalism is like not gonna get you anywhere why are you like this let's be angry and the truth is it's like this to me isn't a moment for being angry at myself like the part of being like re-triggered and re-traumatized around these like violent crimes which also brought up a lot of like re-traumatizing from what I was experiencing during me too and all the times where I realized that like you know in the same way this this past week I realized all those incidents in which I brushed off racism was actually racist and that felt so painful and like why would people hurt me this way and when me too was happening I, I remember also being triggered and being like oh my god I have been sexually traumatized and assaulted by so many people I know and still know and that was really really painful and and like the part that feels sort of like okay or this time is that I know to go to self-forgiveness first so it's not a question of well you should have done this or like this doesn't happen to other people because they do this like I, for today, because I don't have capacity, I'm not doing that. And not only am I not doing that, I'm sitting and I'm addressing those thoughts. And I'm really being like, you did your best. 
And even further, the part that I can take responsibility for so I can just stop living in that victim mindset is being like, that was a mistake. And hopefully, in acknowledging that mistake versus brushing it off or trying to gaslight myself that it didn't happen or that I'm even reading it wrong. If I can be like, I don't have to sit at tables with these predators in the delusion that they're going to give me something because I'm I'm ambitious and I don't know how to make my career work in this town. It is so hard, but like, If I can just be secure in my standing today, if I can understand that some of those tables and some of those mistakes is leading me to the wisdom that I have today and the security about me being enough and my work being enough for today, then I can I can like have the benefits of a mistake, which is that I can call it what it is, I can learn from it, I can forgive myself. And I can bring it to the table as a real thing that happens so I can, I can have earned the wisdom and also the discernment. You know, I'm kind of thinking about how we've all been alone for a year and I was talking to a friend of mine recently about a circumstance in which they were in the world, like in the world at large for a while and how destabilizing and how difficult and how sort of like raw we can feel in the safety of our homes and then going outside. And, you know, we were sort of laughing and joking. And then I had this thought, I was just like, oh my God, we've all been alone. And I know that I am feeling more sensitive as a result. I am doing smaller things and like making smaller days and like being more truthful and really listening and getting quiet as to what my needs are and what I want. But they're also alone right like I am like oh my god even the most liberal ass person who is like really good at virtue signaling as an ally in social media who I feel like I've been like keeping current with because I follow them in, in one platform or another I know some of them maybe even a lot of them who knows they have been like not muting themselves when they say the the n-word and like rap lyrics and i know that some of them have been making like eating bat jokes or like kung flu jokes or maybe occasionally doing a little bit of like a ching chong accent on like something that happened that skewed asian and maybe they're not doing it this past week but they've been doing it for a year and these are the people that i'm reintegrating with potentially when lockdown and pandemic is over so If mistakes, previous mistakes, are more data and they're neutralized because they're not bad, they were just data collection. If mistakes can, through that data, lead to wisdom and discernment, then what tables am I going to remove myself from? Like, who am I going to stop going to eat with? Who will I be inviting to my table? And what does it look like 
when I bring that kind of intentionality to fostering meaningful relationships with like-minded people who look like me, who I don't have to explain things with, and what is a small action I can take today around that? And so, yeah, like, I'm not big into resolutions, you know? I feel like it's like setting things up for failure, but I also know that I'm kind of done with binary thinking. Like, this is a time for contradictions and allowing that to be that and not tidying and not trying to, like, slot things into black and white. And so, like, what is, like, a tiny action that part of me feels like, well, that can't possibly make a difference? Like, what is that small thing I can do to make the spaces that I am in and the spaces I invite other people into, what can I do to make those things safer? For me, that's looking like fucking with a lot of Asian women and kind of exclusively for the moment. And being super okay with that because that is how I'm having a gentle day. And so, as always, I wish you a gentle day. Um, I hope you find utility in this. I'm thinking of you, I'm holding you in, in my heart, and I love you a lot. And I really hope that you can feel as much compassion for yourself as you do for these women and for other people in your life. Um, okay, bye.